Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 1, Episode 8, Kaleidoscope. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, here with one of my former students, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hello, everybody. I'm Kurt. Yes, he is. And we have both watched Ozark. We both love Ozark. This is my second viewing of Kaleidoscope. Is this your second viewing, this Kurt? Is my, I, honestly, completely forgot about this whole episode that's fully set behind, like, as a flashback. I remember elements of this episode, yep. but I just thought they were part of another episode or something. So, <laughs> yes, I've seen this one other time. Okay, so this is only your second time through as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and and this, by the way, uh, well, I'll tell you once I guess your rating. So, let, let me do that while we're thinking about it. So, this is the lowest rated, I, by IMDb user rating, the lowest rating episode, rated episode of Ozark. Mm-hmm. In all three seasons. Uh What's the rating on uh, IMDb? It is 7.6. So the, that is... Slow. Yeah, my Slow. dripping sleep, I think, was 7.8. So it, it's, it's a little bit below that one. Mm-hmm. But I think those are the only two in the whole series that dip below an 8. But this, this is the lowest. And I think that... I don't think you hated this episode, but I, I don't think this is your favorite episode of the season. I probably it's your least favorite episode of the season. Um, I think you probably gave it an eight. Okay, you're correct. Aha. Borderline seven. It is my least favorite. Yeah. So it is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Now, now I I knew you'd guess my rating. I, I didn't think mine would be hard, but yours, Mr. Sal, is more difficult. So you you mm. you touted you touted that you have at least one eight to give and at least one ten to give. So you already yes. you you've almost basically pretty made up your ratings. Now I'm assuming you won't change your mind. Maybe you'll see them and have a change of heart. But assuming that's true, I know at least two possibilities this rating could be, but it could also be something else. But yeah, this is this is obviously a polarizing episode. People hate it. People love it. Uh, this this kind of reminds me, in a way, not quite. Just just in terms of being a polarizing episode, because I I did look up this episode because I was curious how people felt about it, and some people were like, "It's my favorite episode of season okay. one, right?" It's like, oh, because kind of the reasons people dislike it are the reasons they like it. So it's polarizing in that way, which reminds me of the fly episode of Breaking Bad. If people know that very polarizing <laughs> yeah. episode. Uh, and the thing is, Mr. Sell's the type of guy. I'm not going to talk anything about the fly episode, but Mr. Sell's the type of guy that likes the fly episode. I do. <laughs> so I, I question if you're the type of guy that's going to like the kaleidoscope type of episode. At first thought, I was going to say you gave this one an 8. Question. The thing is, though, I feel like I know which episode you gave a 10. So Okay. Unless you gave multiple 10s, which could be the case. I, For I'm reference, there are three episodes left. Three, this including season. this, yes. I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll say you gave this an 8, but I won't be surprised if you went the other way. No, th- you're right. This is my eight. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This is my least favorite episode of the season. Maybe my least favorite ep- episode of Ozark. Uh, yeah. And and honestly, like there's some awesome stuff in here. There is, I mean, it, it's just there's some storylines I don't care about, and there's it's the way that they they needed a really bold strategy by trying to mm-hmm. like kind of sh- so it's, it's obviously all a flashback episode, but yeah, they don't tell you where we are in the flashbacks you'll get a scene there scene there scene Mm -hmm. there and so that can be confusing and that is that is my biggest problem with this episode exactly it's it is 
I, I'm all for nonlinear storytelling. I don't have any problem with nonlinear storytelling. Mm-hmm. But this episode is everywhere. We are, you know, start, wherever we start, we're going to jump ahead of that. We're going to jump behind it. We're going to jump back ahead of it. We're going to jump back behind it. And we're going to end up at the furthest point <laughs> in, the, in the timeline at the end of the episode. Uh, with one story, with, with with the Marty and Wendy story, with the Petty story, we do not end up in the furthest point in the timeline. We end up like in the middle ridiculous. of the timeline. What's that? The Petty story was like the worst to me. Yeah, that's of, the other. Why, that's my why did they go so? Well, also, I didn't like the story that much. But also, no, why why were they going off sync on the Petty story? Like why? Uh, I, I that I one much. in sync. Seriously, I, 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 I would have loved it if they. The whole flashback stuff was in time sync, but we started where we started the episode, and we end the episode where we ended the episode. That was all fun, right? Mm-hmm. I would have nothing against that. That's great, right? Okay, why? Because we don't really. Why is um Wendy so upset? What has made it worse? Okay, she had a miscarriage. That's you know now we understand, and he takes the deal, and we see that 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 would have been perfect to me. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to do it. But yeah, they did it their way of just. Oh, we're at the hospital with Bruce and uh, Marty. Oh, now we're golfing with Dell. Now we're over here. Dell's meeting them. Yeah. Now we're over, like, it's just going all over the place. It makes it so I hard know. to follow. You know, it, it's it's interesting because that, have you ever seen the movie Memento? No, I've not seen Memento. Okay, so Memento is uh, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's one of his early films. Uh, the, his first really popular film. It's mm-hmm. it's an excellent movie. It's about a, a guy who has no sure, who can't make new memories. So yeah. he remember he there's an accident. He has a you know a, an accident, not an accident. Like he's a he's attacked basically, and he remembers everything up to the assault, but he can't make new memories. Right. So he gets all the he's like tattoos stuff on himself so that he doesn't forget stuff so that he can always remember stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are two timelines in that movie. There's a timeline that starts at the earliest point in time and moves forward. And then there's another timeline that starts at the latest point in time and moves backward. So that by the end of the movie, those two timelines converge in the middle. So the movie ends with the middle of the timeline. And it's, it's really, it's brilliant. It's so good. But it's, what's nice about it, <laughs> what helps people make sense of it is that the timeline that starts earliest and moves forward is in black and white. The timeline that starts at the furthest point in time and moves backward is in color. Yes, you have to give it away so that way the, the viewer understands where they are in the timeline. Yeah. I think that's a great one. It could have been something as simple as like, I mean, it's kind of been weird, but maybe like Marty's hair, right? Well, Marty's hair did change a little bit throughout the course of the episode oh, but well, there you go it's but it's not it's very subtle first yeah. of all and second of all the fact that they're jumping like Randomly. you know if, it's not it's not yeah, like two timelines it, converging it's no they're it's, there it was, that we're just dotting around yeah so the the timeline part of this and and just petty's whole thing i that what a waste yeah, like, i do not care much <laughs> about petty's story this like, it's yeah, I just don't care that much for Petty Story. No, I don't either. No. So, pick any other character on Ozark and show me their story in 2007. Oh, a a Langmore one? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if, 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 
I would love to know like why Cade, Cade is in jail. Yeah, yeah Cade why is Cade in jail? Ruth, like, you know, we can see Russ. I mean, Ruth Wyatt. would have been Ruth would have been young. She would have been yeah, really yeah. young. Both, both, but kid versions, see them growing up. Let's see, like, Russ's impact on them and Boyd yeah. and Cade's, you know. Yeah, Cade, Cade is the one that immediately jumped to mind. Like, if you're going to show us another flashback story, show us Cade's. That, that, that would make some sense to me. But, oh, yeah. Certainly, but this the the problem. Like it, I'm so conflicted about it though, because what happens with Marty and Wendy in this episode is so damn good. It is, and if you could like edit it together so you're seeing it from beginning to end in chronological order, oh my god, it would be amazing, <laughs> so good. Or even if it like converged on the accident, so that so so that you were starting. Uh, you had two timelines, you know, start one starts at the beginning, one starts at the end, and they work backward or forward toward the accident, and the accident is the last scene. That would be good, too. This timeline just uh, doesn't make any sense. It's, it's. I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, underst- I, I figured out where everything goes, I think, but it was way more work than it needed to be. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. I Yeah, it, it's the biggest knock on the episode. Is the yeah. petty stuff and the timeline. Yeah. The, the, the because, I, man, I love, love the Marty and Wendy stuff. Definitely. Yeah, it's great. It shows you a lot love about the it. character. We see, we see a lot of the, like, questions. I'm like, oh, uh, how, um, mm-hmm. did Wendy know when Marty first made this deal? What was the, like, the information on it? And mm-hmm. obviously we see more of Dell. Haven't seen Dell. <laughs> yeah. So long. Yeah. So and he's, he is a. He is a great character. He is. And, and I love the theme of this episode too, where I mean, it's set up right in the first scene where Marty is talking about how, like basically the butterfly effect, right? Chaos theory that you know, this thing happens here and it triggers these other events and time and how that's in contrast with what Bruce says at one point in the hospital cafeteria, when he talks about everything happens for a reason, which is, at the opposite end of that philosophy and then to see it all come together when marty and dell find that their philosophies line up so it's 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 very cool i love that theme too so anyway it's it's there's a lot of great stuff that story is great it's poorly put together but it's a great story and the petty stuff just no thank you and what, what a great title for the episode, Kaleidoscope. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other thing that really bothers me. The, the whole name of the episode is kind of on this stupid timeline stuff. It's a kaleidoscope. Look at that all. <laughs> at, least, at least that's my interpretation of it. And I think that's what, I mean. I mean, What's your interpretation? I, I don't have an interpretation My interpretation it. is like, have you, ever, you, you know, obviously, you know what a kaleidoscope yeah. is. And I, yeah, yeah. people that don't know, you look through it and it's kind of like, you can kind of move it in the light, you know, in the glass. Or I don't actually know how it works, but move it around, bends light, kind of whatever have you. And you, you see, like, just these weird shapes, figures, effects, whatever have you. And so I, my, my only reason they label this kaleidoscope is because the timeline is all, like, funky and weird. And that, that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why else they labeled kaleidoscope. If, let me tell you, if that's the reason they named it, they named it kaleidoscope, then I don't, I dislike the title even more. <laughs> I, dude, I this is my least favorite title so far. I don't understand it, and the only thing I can make sense of it is that there could be another one. I'm not like doubting that. I just I can't think of it. So, uh, 
yeah uh, no, this th- yeah this is this is definitely i think the weakest episode even though there are some really great i mean i i might even go so far as to say that the parts of this episode that are really good are some of the best stuff in the season yeah i think you could say that there's there's some really good stuff yeah uh, yeah there's some really good stuff and i wish I wish they took advantage of this episode better. Like, I wish we didn't get either... If they want to do some petty, something better for petty, or at least not as much petty. If you go down Langmores, that's fine. That might be too much to for. Maybe something better with Bruce. Because I feel like Bruce is... I guess I guess you don't really want to work on Bruce that much because we don't have Bruce now. So I maybe maybe you just do... Because the way they used Bruce was just a way to help highlight Marty more, right? Almost as a foil to Marty. Uh, yeah, you know, all the differences. So I actually, you know, I take that back. Bruce, Bruce is okay because his um, yeah, Bruce is little, Bruce is fine. I, I don't have a problem with Bruce. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I really have struggled with how I want to go through this episode because I don't know that I want to go through it in the order that they showed it to us. No, yeah, that's. I mean, that's your call to make, <laughs> Mister Sal. Ah oh, man, but uh, I'm going to be so confused if I don't because that's the order I took my notes in. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. Oh man, uh, well, we're going to make foremost, this episode. The photos. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the sim- the symbols. Uh, boy, I had a really hard time with the Z. I ultimately figured it out. But really, you had a hard yeah. time with the with the Z. Yeah, Mr. Sal, that was no, I know that was ridiculous. <laughs> the Z was just <laughs> the jungle gym. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was really tough. So that uh, is it, Luis. Yeah, the 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 money launderer before Marty, he he was at, his first scene was at the playground, and his kid I think was on this dome like jungle gym. Yeah, Anthony, and, we see him. Yeah, and that's that's the Z, which is a really, I, I mean, I think it's the a poor connection to the episode, and it was definitely not obvious. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Louis getting flexed on by Petty. Uh, to flip on down that scene. Yeah, uh, the A is the golf clubs. I don't have any problem with that. That was great, actually. A lot of golfing. Fine. Yeah. That's yep. Uh, R was the pregnancy test. No problem with that either. That's fine. And then K was the pills. Presumably, these are was it Barb? Barb. Yeah. Probably yeah, her name's pre- Barbara. But they called her Barb. Okay. Well, presumably, this is her prescription that she keeps going on and on about, but she keeps telling them that she does not want, but then ultimately takes which honestly i don't necessarily love that connection either (laughs) yeah i i'm okay with it because you know they spent like it's definitely a significant part to the episode so i'm okay with it i didn't like that storyline but so i'm and maybe you can you can explain why why they're you think they're significant part of the episode because to me she gets the prescription she tells them she doesn't want it, and then Petty pushes it on her. Yeah, and that's that's the extent of well, it. It, well, it wasn't I, the well. My 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 assumption is that her taking the prescription is what caused her to kind of go back to taking drugs. Because so so we know they're pain colors, so probably maybe some sort of op- opioid. And when we mm-hmm. see her trying to use drugs, it's kind of similar to like someone using heroin, right? The syringe. Yeah, stuff. I assume it was so, heroin. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess the whole point of it is like. Barb, Petty's mom, 
either was trying to get clean or knew her addiction. She was not taking the pills. That's what it seemed like. She was, you know, I'll take ibuprofen. I won't take these pills. So she seemed to be trying to wrangle her addiction under control. And even the way the Petty words it, where it's like, just take them now and then you'll stop. So even Petty seems, you know, aware of this, uh, you know, the her um, drug history, but wants her to not be in pain. But her taking the drugs probably helped her relapse. So that's what I took it at. So I think the pills are significant. Well, well, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure there was ever anything to relapse. Well, I, I'm not sure she was ever off of it. I mean, the first scene that we see them in is in that diner, right? So, so and, that, 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 I took that diner scene to be after. The, I know. So yeah, I was very confused on this diner scene, on where the timeline where this is placed. Yeah. Um. Whether well, it's after talk- her fall or before her fall, but. All right. Well, let's talk the, about that the, when we get there. I do agree that that messes with what I believe as well. A diner scene. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it when we get there anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start trying to sift through this monstrosity. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll do the best we can. Uh, I, I'd love to just go through all the petty stuff first, if I can actually sift through that in my nose. Do you want to try to do that? Sure. Yeah. I'm okay if you want to go just to do the petty stuff. Yeah, just to, just to get it out of the way, because I just don't care about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, if if there was something that like connected though that specific shot of heroin that his mother was doing to either uh, the Navarro cartel or to Jacob and Darlene, like if there was something that connected them specifically to like that heroin to them, oh. I might have. I might have been down with that, but or even better, ten years ago, Jacob and Darlene. Oh, that would have been the flashback. Oh, that's a good flashback right there. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would have been a good one. That's a good one, but <laughs> okay. So uh, let's let's try to get through Petty's stuff, and and we'll go. So Petty. Uh, the first scene we have with Petty is his, he's trying to flip some guy. I guess this is Luis, mm-hmm. uh, who who works for Dell because uh, he's because he's golfing with Dell. He and he, or, oh no, no, that's that's later. He Luis ends up golf, golfing with Marty and Bruce and Dell in the next scene. But this is just a scene at the playground. Petty's trying to flip this guy to turn informant uh, and inform on the cartel. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's pretty much uh, it. Let me get the little, like okay. him yelling at his son, little Anthony. There you go. The jungle gym. We see the jungle gym. Yes. The okay. <laughs> gym. Very, very plot critical. Oof. Oof. Uh. So uh, p- the next petty scene is in the diner with his mother. And, and I do think this is very early in the timeline. To me, this is before anything happens. But okay, you so think this, this is, is after she. Re- no, you so, think this is after she recovers? I think it is just because I, I first I believe that it's the first one in the timeline, but I believe it's the one right before um, the last one we see of her okay. going in. And then I assume that one's the last one of her going in and Petty catching her uh, doing drugs because this is where he kind of gets the, the shadow of doubt from his, you know, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Actually, I don't I mean, know. They, they, married, but, they oh. live. They, they, they live, live together. together, so yeah. About boyfriend and um, to get the shadow of doubt, and then the next 
timeline wise scene would be he sees her go in and catches her in the act because there's no there's no bringing it up past when giving her the pills so i i feel like this is would make sense in that timeline that, that she's okay. all right they're visiting her yeah. and that's the case uh because it, it would still make sense like that and yeah you're right again, and petty commerce out she has a history but she's all right now but because he's really irritated by it and yeah so i i i used to think this was the first one but i like i yeah. like the storyline making more sense that petty giving her the pills is what flipped her and i think that is what happens and so okay. I, I think it, it it does work it does work if it's the penultimate scene yeah it does you're right the way i thought about it was because because he does say at one point or they they say at one point that she has lost two jobs in a month so to, th- that sounded like the first point in the timeline to me because we didn't know about her having any job once she had the accident and was living with them and unless this was like a month or so later after she left their care that's true yeah it, well, it could be however long after they left their care yeah so yeah that's true but, you are right that she lost two jobs in a month that mm-hmm. is but this is i mean this is to me a flaw in the episode that we don't know where this scene takes place exactly because yeah. this should be clear. I, I, I like it better if it's your way. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm hoping it's my way. That's why, that's why I'm forcing my will that it is my way. All right. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm willing to go along with it because I like that better. But, but I don't think there's anything in this in this scene that would bring me to that conclusion. So, anyway, uh, she also just, just as a quick well, two two other things happen in this scene that I think are important to mention. Uh, not important to mention, just interesting to mention. Um, we see when Scotty comes in, he kisses Petty and they get some glares. Uh, you know, this is what, 14 years ago. So well, no, uh, 2007, they said it when they first started. The I meant, I meant from now, from 2021. Oh, from now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it wasn't as common for people to be openly out in public, but it still is jarring to see a, a reaction from people to this kiss. So uh, also jarring to hear about is that Barb misses smoking sections in restaurants. You don't remember smoking sections in restaurants, do you? Nope. <laughs> Never had. Them. Yes. That, that was, that, oh yeah, I remember them. <laughs> yep. I remember going into restaurants and they, they, you know, they'd ask how many, and smoking or not, and interesting. Which was I, you know, was interesting because, I mean, I'm not a smoker, so I very much appreciated when the laws changed and you, and there were no more smoking sections. Because to me, if there was a smoking section, then the whole restaurant was was a smoking section exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so I very much appreciated that. Still do. Uh, I, I don't like to smell cigarettes as I eat pizza or whatever so anyway uh thought that was interesting to hear somebody talk about that but all right they're, they're uh, really trying to show I, I just you reminded yeah. me to say this note because later wendy brings up facebook a new site right this i have a lot of hope mm. in it and like she works on my she's on myspace and some other old site that's no longer a yeah. thing and they're yeah. really trying to show that this episode takes place 10 years ago like i love oh yeah they're always trying they're always trying to show that hey this is 10 years ago guys look see see (laughs) (laughs) 
Yep. That's how I always yep. feel about it. Whenever they keep doing these little things of like. I feel that. like the smoking section thing. Yeah, I feel like the smoking section uh, laws, at least in New York State, because I think it's a state thing. I think there are still states that do have smoking sections. But I think that, at least in New York State, it was pretty significantly before 2007. Yeah, I was my whole life, I never remember that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd be shocked. Yeah. So I I think that's that's out of place, but whatever. Just kind of bringing that up randomly. Yeah. But I just, it was just, interesting to me to hear about it because it's, it's just not something i ever think about but it really was a pretty big deal so anyway uh jumping ahead to petty and, uh, and scotty's next scene they're gonna go fly fishing of all things Ooh. so i you know this is this is where it's like i think that this is why they're showing us petty is to just show us why he wants to go fly fishing with the rest of uh, that's the the that's the venue the avenue he chooses to uh, you know kind of weasel his way into the langmores from through fly fishing because of this you know shared thing that he had with scotty um because they went fly fishing sorry sorry to cut you off there so i was hoping to see their like end in their relationship yeah I mean, I, I guess I was hoping not to see any petty in this episode, but but yeah, if you're going to show us that they had a relationship, it would have probably been nice to see the end. I assume the other thing that we're supposed to be seeing with petty is that uh, he's kind of got this obsession with uh, trying to bust the the cartel. Yeah, which, did I... real, real war on drugs guy. Yeah, yeah. Did I miss a scene? Uh, I don't think he had his boss scene yet. Okay. All right. About. No, yeah, that's, the yeah, that's what I'm that's talking about. That's okay. Scene, so. All right. Good. So, but uh, they're going fly fishing, but before they go fly fishing, they were, they're supposed to help uh, Petty's mother move a coffee table uh, and she trips and hurts her leg or foot or whatever it is that she hurts. And that's kind of the instigating incident. If we view the timeline from your perspective, which I like and I want to do, then this is kind of the incident that sets off everything else. Wonderful. Well, yeah, yeah. This this is for the petty storyline. Barring, like, mm-hmm. I don't know where the Luis and going to his boss stuff fits in there. I guess actually mm-hmm. we know it must take place before some of this stuff because he's in bed, kind of angry about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any case, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the next petty scene is when he's pitching to his boss that he wants to go after Lewis and the cartel. His boss shoots him down, but I, so I don't know. I don't know where this falls into the timeline. Is this after a barb trips or before? Do I presume it could be either? I presume after just because. So he could, he could still be annoyed about it, but it has to happen. I think so, at least unless he has multiple of these incidences, because the very next scene he's in bed with Scotty kind of complaining about this. Mm-hmm. So I assume this oh, is you're like right. the same day. Yeah, you know, he came home from work and he's angry about it because he seemed pretty upset. Yeah. So that's so why I took it as. So, yeah. It, but yeah. it could be it another like um, it could be at a different time, but. Right. So Scott is is. Uh, thinking that this has to do with his mother living with them, but Patty thinks now it's more about work. So. 
I'm guessing that the Louise scene was right around this time. Like a, maybe a day or two before that. That Yeah, that could make sense. It, I, it probably after he talks to his boss. That would uh, make sense. Was you think it was before? after or before he talked? I, I, I thought that he... I thought he talked to Luis before he talked to his boss. Probably before, because that's how he got the information. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I just don't even think it's worth <laughs> doing a deep dive into the the chronology of this petty story. But no. you know, <laughs> anyway, uh, the next petty scene is Petty dropping off his mother at someone's house. Uh, he doesn't. Uh, it's kind of weird, I think, for for him to to be doing this, but he just drops her off at somebody's house and follows her in afterwards and and try sees a sees her trying to shoot heroin beats the crap out of the guy whose house it is and the mother runs away and tells him to stay away from her now i'm guessing this is the last in the chronology the last scene yes okay i think so at least i think so too all right. I'm trying to think what. No, yeah, no. This is definitely the last. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, let's see. After that, um, we do see we do get a scene of Petty's mom moving in to their place to recover. So this is what I mean. Like we've jumped, just it's so much jumping. Yeah, she's in, like <laughs> in the wheelchair and she refuses the pills. Oh, yeah. Like I'm going to take ibuprofen. No need for the pills. But doesn't she ask about? It? She's like, "Where's my prescription? Did you get my prescription?" Uh, yeah, but then she's like, "Toss them in the trash." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and the, the and then the the I think it's the last scene that we get of of Patty is what you just said. The the mom is really struggling with pain, and he kind of pushes the painkillers on her. Yeah, I think, the, and I think that's all the Patty that we have. Ah, too much petty. It, it is too much, and and I just I don't see a whole lot of value in seeing this. No, yeah, me either. Because I'm not sure what, what becomes a big character. It's just not like I mean, okay, I, I, we learn a bit about petty, but it's not. It doesn't really justify what he turns into. No, because like he doesn't seem like a sociopath in these flashbacks but when he is he clearly is now and it doesn't seem like what he went through was so traumatic as to turn him into a sociopath yeah it doesn't justify it yeah so i don't know i mean you know if if he were like eight or nine when this was happening it'd be a big deal you know what i mean if his mom died of an overdose. Yeah. Yeah. That that's something. That's pretty big. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go out. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. He's kind of now. He's... If his mom died of a, died of an overdose, at, even as this you know thirty five year old or whatever that he is right now. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I don't know if that's still enough. I, I, I don't think him. it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I just don't give him more blame. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't he's know. too soft in getting her to quit, and then you she ODs, and then he's wrapped with guilt, and that's also the end of his relationship. And now I I, I don't know some stuff like this maybe, but I don't well, know. You know no, there's a lot mean, of different ways he can go, but 
but they don't show us that all they show us is he wants to pursue the cartel his boss doesn't want him to that seems important uh and his mother clearly has an opioid problem Okay, so I guess well, I, I think what we're supposed to get out of that is, see, this is why Petty is so aggressively pushing this uh, in the present day. Which, but it's not, but it's not justified enough yet. No, I, I just don't care. <laughs> like, like, okay. I, I, I mean, he's an FBI agent, and I just assumed, you know, this is part of his job. Like, I, I'm not sure why. Like, I didn't need more than that but whatever anyway i don't want to talk about petty anymore do you no we're done we're done with petty let's talk about buddy holly yes let's do that my favorite singer, this is, by the way is he no I or was he him. i guess no. i should say <laughs> no i looked him up i was like who's buddy holly ah uh, are you familiar singer. with are you familiar with the day the music died is that the song that's playing no um it was an actual day. Um, like the depression? No, no. Uh, there was there were three. Buddy Holly was one. Uh, there's another singer named Big Bopper. Oh, did they and die the same day? They they in, in the same plane. And and there was another one. Oh, the uh, big crash. Yes, yes. Oh. I I don't know. I don't know the guy's name though. It was uh the, the guy who did La Bamba, but I can't remember his name. Do you know La Bamba? La 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 bamba. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't remember his name. But anyway, they were three like hugely popular singers. Like the, the, I'm pretty sure they were touring together and their plane crashed. So they all died at the same time. Wow. So, but, but Marty tells the story about Buddy Holly and how, like, what I don't remember what the exact decision was that he made. But the decision led to the day the music died. And it's, he makes the point that any day, big or small, has an impact around the world. He talks about the D-Day invasion yep. and how Hitler thought it was a good day to take sedatives, right? Yeah, and no one wanted to wake him up and the, <laughs> right. the call. <laughs> right. So it, there's stuff like that where one little thing, it seems it's just a choice that a human makes leads to another thing that happens and another thing that happens and another thing that happens. Um, and then as he's telling the story, uh, they get T-boned by a truck. Yeah, so it's very, it's very uh, human. So we talk about fate a lot on our podcast because Lost had that yep. as a running theme. Leftovers too. Mm-hmm. Lindelin, uh, Lindelof loves that. So Leftovers, uh, big deal primarily for example big character lock i won't talk with any other characters that have to do with fate but lock right yep. and he very faith centric he so he's the exact opposite here right you'd be ah yep. you know things happen for a reason and we'll hear that later and you spoke about it a bit earlier but mm-hmm. just repeat it that yep big big part of the episode uh fate or uh is it fate or is it just decisions being made like a butterfly effect right oh mr sal yeah which is yeah. a which is a <laughs> I mean, I I tend to agree more with Marty here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the, more on the Marty side. Yeah, so, uh, actually, you know no, what? I'm more on the Dell side. He's a cooler guy. Okay, I'm gotcha. On my Dell side. You know, I it's I I tend to subscribe more. So, uh, one of my other favorite shows, Six Feet Under, 
uh, there, there's a character in that who says, who addresses this topic as well. The idea that uh, things happen for a reason. And she says that, you know, I, I, I don't believe things, everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that some things are the way they're supposed to be. And so I like, I love that philosophy. <laughs> so uh, that philosophy kind of hybridized with this idea that every decision that people make, you know, leads to other actions and other events happening. Uh, I, I've always been kind of attracted to the uh, multiverse theory. Oh, like right? every decision like splits off into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a missile I, so... out there that won the lottery. <laughs> I mean, the one time that he played, maybe I guess <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. Congratulations. <laughs> to that, Mr. Yeah, he. I believe he played the numbers. Uh, uh, 23, 42, 16, 8. I've forgotten the other one. I go some less to big. I, I know, 8, I 15, know. 16, 23, 42. 8 is the first one? Oh, maybe it's 4. 4, 8, 15, uh, 16. 23, 16, 16, 42. 23, 42. Yeah. There you go. I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. all up to 108. Yeah. There you go. We played the lottery. That's a lost that's, that's a lost reference, yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, I, I do want to just take a minute to I, I address the idea that I am not opposed to full flashback episodes. There have been plenty of series that I love that do full flashback episodes that I love. Uh, you know, the Garvey's at their best in season one of the Leftovers. I love that episode. I gave it a ten out of ten. You know, uh, the other another of the other forty eight days and lost. I almost gave that one a 10. I, I think they, they botched the ending. But, so but I, a 10. Yeah, I gave that a 10. That's, don't, don't send him to Sal. He basically gave it a 10. I, but I love the episode. I just felt like they botched the ending. But uh, it, yeah, it, anyway. But my point is, I'm, I do frequently love full flashback episodes. So my, my gripes with this is not that it's a full flashback episode. It's the execution of it. So yeah. anyway. All right. Uh, Dell is shopping for financial services. Uh, we I, we don't at this point know if this is before or after the accident, but I think this is after the accident. It would it would appear so because the same the same night, I would imagine is when he kind of comforts Wendy and tells her yeah. about vacation opportunity. I assume it's the same night that he tells him this. I think he even says like, "So I, someone offered me a vacation." Yeah, I don't know if he said today, but. Yeah. Well, he's shopping for financial services. We see him kind of going from place to place and showing it to lots of different people. Uh, Marty does agree to look at the numbers while Dell waits. Like <laughs> Marty says, it's going to be a while, probably. Dell says, that's okay. I've got, I've got, I've got time. But anyway, uh, Marty's going to look at the, at the numbers. Yeah. Okay. And we see the, the, the constant difference between Bruce and Marty. Bruce always trying to be a oh. salesman, right? Always trying to talk yep. up the game, but Marty's always he's kind of quiet, calculated, and Dell Dell prefers that much. He prefers that. And he even says that. Oh yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't care for Bruce whatsoever. So nope. <laughs> Not at all. Never did. Right up to the day that he liquefied him. <laughs> uh the next scene is with Wendy and she is interviewing for a job on a on some campaign. She's clearly well credentialed for it, but she gets rejected because she hasn't worked in five years, which this this is a really icky scene, I guess. It, it wasn't the only reason. He also said like a lot of campaigns are ending, and so everyone applying is well qualified. 
Yeah. So I, that's another thing. I, I don't think you overlooked that. Because you know what? If everyone's qualified, then you know what? That five years would matter if everyone's qualified. Yeah, I guess so. That sucks. But yeah. I guess it probably wouldn't matter. There's, but I, I, this guy, it's, I would hate if I was getting interviewed by this guy. It's like, oh. you were with Obama before he was Obama. It's like, oh, yeah. but you worked with my dad. We don't talk very much. He's retired. Yeah, this <laughs> guy. There are there are a few adjectives I can think of to describe this guy. Most of them start with a D, so I'm not gonna say them right now. But anyway, yeah, delinquent. yeah. Nah, okay, sure, we'll go with that one. But this is where she does mention the Facebook thing, and I I had to kind of rack my brain about this because she talks about Facebook being up and coming, and this is 2000 now. I'm assuming this is still 2007. They yeah. haven't. They, they they made the. They went out of their way to show us the year 2007 at the beginning of the episode. And they don't show us another year throughout the episode. So that leads me to believe that everything we see is sometime in 2007. Yeah. Okay. See what, what year so, Facebook came out? 2003. So or four. Sorry, four. Sorry. Yeah. So this is three years after it came out, but it's also three years before the movie The Social Network. So. Are you familiar with that movie? I'm familiar. I've never seen it. Okay, so the Social Network is about Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's, like yeah. it's not a documentary. It's a, it's a recreation. Yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. It's, Mark it's, Zuckerberg. Yeah, exactly. So it's Jesse Eisenberg play, playing Mark Zuckerberg, and it's it's a really good movie. It was nominated for an Oscar that year for Best Picture. But my my point is that this year, 2007, falls right in be, you know, like smack in between when facebook started and when it was like at its peak i wouldn't really? know i could no, you could argue facebook you could argue so much you're right you're right it's you could argue that it's, it's it hasn't even hit its peak yet so yeah so but okay so so halfway in between you know the starting of it and the official recognition by all of society that it was a big deal well, when did Facebook go public? We'll see oh. that. 2012. So it didn't even go public at that point. No, I know. Yeah. And that's when it really got bigger and bigger because then they raised way more capital. And I'm looking at the yeah. numbers. So number of monthly active users in millions mm -hmm. uh, yeah. as of the fourth quarter. So let's see. So in 2008, for example, they had 100 million active users. Yeah. Uh, monthly. Let me just look real quick. So what are we looking okay, at for 2007? 2007? So that's 2008. I can't even look back at 2007. But if you want to look nowadays in 2020, we're about 2.7. So about 2.7 billion. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. More. Yeah, it is. But, it is. So, so it's definitely a growth. It's definitely a growth. Even even by the show's release time, what's it? like 2017, they're at 2 billion. So 20 times. Oh, you know what I should do? I should look back and see what my first Facebook post, what year was that? I know mine was when, when I was in. I know what grade I was in. I mean, my profile should tell me when I joined. I think, right? Possibly. Uh, I don't use Facebook, so I don't know. Let me. Yeah. Uh, oh, I. Uh, I can't do the math. It's too difficult. <laughs> Whenever I was in fifth grade is when I made my Facebook. It, it, not illegal, kind okay. of illegally, because I wasn't 13 yet, and I I signed up though. That's is that is that what it is? You got to be 13. I think yeah, that's the age got to be. I because I remember I lied about my age, and so I tried to log into Facebook, but I got like a a no, 
Like I had to, I had to verify it's me. But to do so, I had to put my birthday. I didn't know my birthday. I put Facebook. So I was a big. I was. I. So I just. Oh well. Can't use. It. I just. I just won't log in. I, I never used it even at that point. I think someone wanted me to look find something out. I basically I couldn't log into Facebook. So it's like, whatever. I don't care. Eventually though, someone, one of my friends, just turned out they could just go on Facebook and see when my birthday was on Facebook. So they told me what my birthday was for me. <laughs> I was very appreciative. Of it. <laughs> Thank you. No. All right. So, so here's a here's a photo of me in 2005. Wow, Mr. Sal, really? All right. Really, with the years there. Yeah. 2004 is when it came out, Michelle. The very next year, he's hopped on the bandwagon. I was. One of the early adopters. Yeah. Zuckerberg's grateful. Zuckerberg's grateful. So I guess that's uh, that. That was my point in in bringing this up was that. I felt like when she said Facebook was an up and coming thing, I felt like it was already a pretty big deal in 2007. Oh, you know what? You you were you, you were like in college or like you were still really young. <laughs> you were you were, the youth adopter first, right? So you probably like cause it, it was marketed I, towards college kids. Yeah, I was out of out. college. I graduated from college in 2000. Yeah, yeah, but like still younger person. It was, it was you you were the demographic they were going for. When Facebook came out, if okay. I understand correctly, you were in the demographic. Maybe. I mean, I have. I don't know. I I, I feel like it was a bigger deal than Wendy made it out to be in two thousand seven. But right. that, I, that you might be right. It might be because I was just in it. Well, so the numbers say a different thing, Mister Sally. Numbers say a different thing. Okay. Even if that shows time, if you take the two thousand eight I mean, numbers, not not even two thousand seven. I can't even get the two thousand seven numbers. The two thousand eight numbers are hundred I mean, a month. Uh, a hundred million is like a That's third. Worldwide. That's worldwide. Yeah, but it wasn't really worldwide at first. <laughs> well, that's that's for you to say. I I I don't. I'm not gonna. I because I don't think a third of Americans are using Facebook in 2008. Because the internet was not that. I mean, was yeah. the internet that relevant? Like, how many people oh, had yeah. internet in their homes in 2008? Most most people. Most people in 2008. Not everybody, but most people. Yeah. I'm looking this up now. <laughs> okay. I'm just now because I'm curious now because I no I don't really quite know myself. I don't think I, in 2008. If I can scroll to where that is, no, not people that use the internet, not people that use it. Oh my goodness. Well. Okay. Oh, well, this is a terrible site. Now, now I'm just upset, Mr. Sal. No, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. I don't want to uh, just move on. <laughs> yeah, we'll just move on. Okay. Probably a lot of people, I think. Okay. Oh, wait. So I found, I found it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you huh? 2008. It's, this, this site says 74% of adults use the internet. In 2008? Yeah. But I don't know what that entails and if that means you have it at home. I imagine it does, but I don't really, I don't know. Hmm. Terrible. Anyway, move on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what? One other important thing that we get out of this interview is we do get a little bit of a timeline on Charlotte and Jonah. So we know that Charlotte was born in 2002 because she's 15 in 2017 when the show is set. Okay. okay. And we also know that Jonah was born within five years of Charlotte being born. So he is somewhere between 10 and 14. Yes. Which I, I'm not sure that that really tells us a whole lot because I think we kind of had pegged him to be about that age anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I would know. say let's, 
yeah i'd say put them up so here's here's what i later we're going to see them together and they don't seem like they're too far apart in age i say about two years apart yeah i was going to say i think he's probably 12 or 13 yeah. in 2017 yeah. so all right so the next scene that we have with Marty and Wendy is, or well, Marty, I guess, is, is golfing with Dell and Bruce and uh, Luis. Okay. We're on vacation. Yeah, which is a little confusing because the last time we saw Marty and Dell, they were just meeting each other. Exactly. But, so, but now they're here on vacation. I mean, we, I, I don't know. It's, it's, we know that they end up working together. So I'm not sure like the, this, this would be, I guess, designed to show us that, oh, look, this, this relationship is going to bear fruit, but we already knew that. Anyway. I just, yeah. I, just, I, I hate what they do with the time in this episode. Oh, it's, it's so, it's so rough. Anyway, uh, at this point, Marty and it looks like Marty and Dell are partners and Bruce and Luis are partners, which I don't know how you get paired up that way. Like, I'm not sure why Bruce and Marty who already work together, aren't partners. Well, Marty, I'm sorry. Well, Dell and Luis who already work together, aren't partners. This makes me feel like Dell made the teams. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he wanted to get to know Marty. So <laughs> That's what my first thought was when I saw this. I was like, "Why are yeah. Yeah, I was like, why aren't they together? Like, down made the tubes. Yeah, That's the yeah. but Bruce, Bruce just keeps running his mouth and trash talking the whole time. Marty doesn't say anything, just gets the job done. And Dell says to him, "The best trash talk is no talk at all," which is a sharp contrast to Bruce, and definitely seems more in line with what Dell's looking for. Oh, I love a good trash talking though. Trash talk is like, oh yeah, friendly competition and trash talk. Like what what two they go hand in hand, if you ask me. Yeah, I I mean I I I agree. There's some definitely some entertainment value. I would say in this setting where it's like a business golf outing, I'd probably tone my trash talk down. That's where no, that's where you up you gotta you gotta be DL from that's where you up the trash talk. You get personal about it. You get you get past the game, you get personal. Well, all I'm saying is the one who did all the trash talking ends up liquefied in a barrel. So these skills weren't good enough. That was on him. Oh, okay. Special healing will make you good enough at stealing money. Yeah. No, but in any case. <laughs> okay. So now the next scene is Marty and Bruce in a hospital cafeteria. So uh, we're assuming this is, I mean, we know this is right after the accident. Yes. Okay. We don't yet know in this timeline whether the accident happened before or after marty and del met except that you and i do know because we've seen the whole episode that this is uh oh yeah by the way yeah yeah i I, yeah i have to to, like pause and stop to say that if if, like i think i would rate this lower as my first time watching it to be honest just because i kind of remembered the episode a bit so i i had like some know-how about it like i remember that wendy miscarriage so like i i remembered that so that was Mm -hmm. a big deal for me so i could look at it with a different uh, eye scope but I I feel like I would read because I feel like this is even more confusing if I didn't know that going into yeah it, so yeah this anyway. is, it, it's so confusing. But Marty's face is cut up, so this is that's an indicator that this is after the accident. 
but Bruce tries to convince him that it's not his fault. Everything happens for a reason. So this is not anything that Marty did wrong. Marty, of course, doesn't subscribe to that philosophy. He says the humans make choices that snowball into other people's choices. Yeah, he which, really hops on that too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he like kind of shames Bruce a bit for even suggesting anything else. And Bruce to the point where Bruce ends up apologizing, which is not something that you really hear much out of bruce yeah so but and this is a this is a major theme of the episode it's already this is already the second time it's been brought up the idea that humans make choices that snowball into other people's choices you know this is brought up when he was talking about d-day and the day the music died now it's brought up here as he's talking about the accident but okay uh the next scene and this is uh, this is a choice that I really, really don't like because I I would like to have actually seen a petty scene inserted here so that there's some indication of a time jump because the next, the very next scene, Wendy is home, Marty is returning home. So it looks like Marty is returning home from the hospital. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. I, I was so confused <laughs> in the scene. I was like, I was like, did did Dell like I was like uh, like this 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 wonked up my timeline so badly. Yeah, I was like the one. He, what, who came to his household? He was at the hospital. I know the the one thing I will say is I think maybe and I'd have to go back and check again, but I think uh, his. Oh no, I wrote it down. This is this is correct. His face is fine here, so his face is not cut up. So that's the one thing that we have to indicate that this is not Marty returning home from the hospital. So his face was cut up in the cafeteria and now it's not cut up, but it still doesn't tell us if that was before, if this is before the accident or well after the accident. Yeah. It is, as it turns out, well after the accident. Yes. Okay. <sighs> so, but when he returns home, the doors open. Uh, it looks like the house has been tossed. Like, it does. It, it looks... I... It looks like like maybe the cartel came to his house or something. Yeah, somebody's been in the house looking for something and just wrecked his house. Yeah. But that's not actually the case. He goes to the back window. I mean, the water's running. Like one of the sofa cushions is is, is out of the sofa, I think. He's got uh, one of the dining room table chairs is you know, tipped on the side on the floor. But he, he gets to the kitchen where the water's running and, and he looks out the window. And he sees Charlotte and Jonah just watching a movie on the trampoline outside. Uh, and he finds he tells them that they need to come inside, goes upstairs, and Wendy is there. She's crying. And I mean, at this point, we have to ask ourselves, why is she depressed? And now we know why she's depressed. This is after the accident, I would guess. Yeah. And it's it's not before the accident even though marty's face is fine so it's after the accident and she is um depressed because the accident caused a miscarriage i assume yeah or at least it worsened it because she said she said she felt the same feeling even actually she'll say it later when they're like outside mm -hmm. on like a balcony or whatever or porch whatever have you and she's like i had this feeling even before the accident but now it's gotten worse and stuff yeah. so so yeah she, she's going through depression and yeah, yeah. probably brought on worse by the accident yeah yeah i'm not sure why she tossed the place but yeah that that, that part that that was the writers i feel just baiting us like oh are, yeah 
walking. That, that's clearly what that was. He's walking the fog. Like, I understand. Uh, I'm sure maybe you can speak on this more than I can. But I'm sure, like, kids can be messy and whatnot. And, like, you know, it's uh, whatever happens. Yeah. Like, Come on. Like, the, the couches, the chairs on the ground, the sinks left on. Like, these are things that are, like, I mean, this isn't just messy. This is just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like that doesn't happen. This, I feel like normal. this is this this is beyond the normal scope of yeah. little kids making a mess. Yeah, yeah. This is like what's going on here. I mean, maybe yeah. she had a fit, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. So, but all right. But the next scene is dinner with Dell and Dell's wife, and and I mean, <laughs> it's confusing, but it is. we we can put it back together now. This is after the accident this is after the depression uh episode that we just witnessed like it's 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 uh, it's it's before the gulf so if the gulf is the furthest point in time in the future that we've seen this is right before that yes this is okay the night before right yes so uh, Wendy and Dell's wife seem to hit it off pretty well, and they're going to hang out the next day so that Dell and Bruce and Marty and Louise can golf. And that's, I think, all I want to say about that. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, nothing, nothing to really comment on that. Okay. So, by the way, <laughs> this is, again, my least favorite episode so far, uh, I think, of the whole series. Uh, and the timeline drives me nuts, but I'm not going to have any problem keeping this episode separate from the other episodes of Ozark, which is that the is normal true. problem that I have. So, <laughs> so, so this one is definitely in its own class. So now we we jump way back in time now to when Marty first meets Dell, and Marty goes over Dell's portfolio, uh, and Marty finds some false accounts in the portfolio that are either one, a test uh, for potential money managers, he says, or two, they're set up for someone to skim from them. Yeah, so skimming uh, his money. Right. Now, Dell basically says, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Uh, and says, you know, that that's, I was actually su suspicious that somebody might be skimming from me. And he wants, to work with Marty, but Marty rejects him and even uh, rejects his offer for this long weekend at a resort. Bruce is very disappointed, but Marty is apparently the, the reason Marty rejected him is because he was suspicious of illegal activity. Yeah. So, which he claims to be in the tile business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some sort so, of like construction type of thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, because later he's going to say that uh, I think that tiles might be to this guy what olive oil was to, to Vito Corleone, which is the Godfather. Have you seen The Godfather? I think we've talked about this on another podcast. Uh, technically, yes, but I don't remember any of it. I was okay. very tired well, and I fell asleep a bit during it and woke up. I did, yeah. I did, I did wake up for that. I guess famous garden scene or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But even that, yes, that's where me. we've talked about. That's where we've talked about the Godfather. <laughs> I the, the reason I don't want to watch the Godfather is like I started watch. I tried starting watching again, but it's like I can't really remember anything about it. But when I start to watch it, I remember like a scene or two ahead. So it's like I know uh -huh. it's about to happen, but I don't know the overarching story. So it's very annoying to watch. It's like yeah. I, I I'm watching it and I I know kind of like oh I know how this scene goes. And I see the next scene. Yeah. Like, oh I know how this one goes too. 
I know all this goes. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So no. Yeah, uh, that that is a definitely a predicament. <laughs> so I, just, I, I just, maybe one day I'll rewatch it because there's I know there's other Godfathers and people praise them. But... Well, people praise the first two. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> maybe I know what to watch. The... the 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 third is pretty much universally despised. Much like uh, I think like the third Back to the Future. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that one. Do you, do you like so... Back to the Future movies? So, all right. I love. I adored them as a kid. But I now, mean, the, I, I watched them as an adult. Even I, st- uh-huh. I still like them. I, I'm willing to suspend yeah. the time travel belief. Like it's fine. yeah. As long as you can. I mean, as, as long as you can. I disbelieve. Get past that, like you know, because it's, it's it's bad. It's bad time travel. That's it's, what I mean. It's yeah, really yeah. bad. It's bad. Time it's really travel. bad. Yeah. So we haven't talked about that on the Ozark podcast. And I, you know, we don't have to worry about time travel on Ozark, which is fantastic <laughs> because there's not even a hint of anything supernatural going on in Ozark, which is a little bit refreshing because we, you know, we cover the leftovers and lost and, and it's like, there's always the, the specter of something supernatural potentially at play although maybe not so uh but with ozark we don't have to worry about that so i think that we can safely talk about time travel here and and not have to worry about it but uh, we both agree i think kurt that uh, time travel is done best when it's a causal loop like anything you do when you go back in time it necessarily causes what already happened yeah it's almost like you could take you could take a line and if you follow that line you just keep like it, it yeah it's just a straight line that always keeps going right mm-hmm. it might feel like you're back on itself but you're still just part of one causal line right like it is. yeah and and the example that i always use is harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban well done very well done yes yes I, I won't say anything more about it than that but if you've seen it then you know what a causal loop is much better than the even... first child <laughs> Oh, forget that. That's nonsense. So, so yeah, but uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, there is time travel that somebody attempts to go back and change what happened, but the it's they're going back and trying to change it that actually causes it to happen. That's what a causal loop is. So that's that time travel done well. Back to the Future is not that. So it's it's quite bad time travel. It is. It's uh, very but, poor time travel, but it's still a fine movie. It's a fun movie. I, I love the first one. Yeah. Uh, the second one's okay. Third one is the so. yes, I watched the first. Second was okay, and then I'm not. I'll, yeah. I'll stop there. I hear the third. Yeah, ex- exactly. But you know, it, it's it's an interesting. It's a it's a fun story. Interesting story. And actually, it, most of time travel uh, um, problems can be explained away by using the multiverse theory. So, so if you view time travel as uh, just a multiverse machine instead of a time machine, it pretty much explains any type of time travel that you want to explain. That's fair enough. I mean, that's, so, what the, that's what the MCU does. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So right, anything you gotcha. do won't change the present. Right. Okay, so... Th- you're in a different, you're in a different parallel universe. Kind of. So it's, oh, not, gotcha. it's, not, it's, it's the same as your universe, but it's a different one. So anything you change there will change mm-hmm. that universe, but not your own. Right. That's how they, how they justify it. Right. Okay. So anyway, speaking of time travel, we are all over the place with this uh, yeah. episode. <laughs> um, the next scene is Wendy crying in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess we're to assume this is immediately after the accident. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Okay. All right. Anything you want to say about this? Not really. Not much to say because this is also really confusing because then the next scene, they're sleeping in bed. Yeah. And he gets a call from Dell to come downstairs. I'm like, is he home? Is the Dell break right. to his house? This is, <laughs> this is very worrying. But no, they're, at the, they're at the, the villa or whatever, the resort. Yeah, the resort. Exactly. Yeah. And he invites Marty down for a drink and he uh, he admires how Marty doesn't suffer BS. Mm-hmm. So uh, like the reason that comes up at all is because Marty says this cognac is $175 a class. You didn't just call me, call me down here for a social drink. Like there, there's more to this. And and Dell talks about how he admires that Marty will not suffer BS. The, the, the niceties are wasted on him. Uh, and he sympathizes, yeah. but he, he sympathizes, sympathizes with him about the accident, but he says, I need you to work for me. And Marty now, calls him out on it and says to clean your money and Dell does not deny this. So confirmed Dell is looking for a money launderer. Yeah. So okay. I, by the way, I, 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 I guess, uh, Never mind, never mind. There's something about me like <laughs> did Dell just assume Marty didn't know or something? But I, I guess he must have assumed that Marty knows his money. Like, it's, you, know, you can't just hire random money manager guy. Oh, yeah, by the way, right. you're laundering my money. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure he knew Marty had figured it out. Sussed mm-hmm. it out. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, I assume that, that he knows that's why Marty rejected him. Yeah. But so the, throughout the course of this conversation, Dell is trying to convince him that this is, first of all, not an evil thing to do. And second of all, not a dangerous thing to do. And he says, you only have to worry about the risks if you're careless or dumb and you're neither. He says, I need someone with integrity because integrity is the shield to greed and vanity. So he appeals to Marty's integrity, trying to, uh, you know, quell his conscience, his conscience. And he appeals to Marty's prudence, trying to quell uh, Marty's aversion to risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not evil. You have integrity, which is why I need you. I need someone with integrity because that shields the greed. Uh, and you're not in danger because you're not dumb and you're not careless. So that will shield you from that. So he's appealing to exactly what he needs to appeal to, to get Marty to express an interest here. Right. Because th- those are the, those are the things that are holding Marty back. You know, yeah. his, his risk aversion and his conscience. And if he can appeal to those two things, which he does successfully, yeah, good you know, he, he might be able to get Marty. They discuss, and I do enjoy this discussion of societal ethics versus personal ethics. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and he asks, you know, Marty discloses to him that, that what drives Marty is protecting and providing for his family. And that's where Delve, I think, really sinks the, the hook in. You know, we will protect and provide for them. You're the best I've ever seen, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to protect you and your family. We're going to provide for you and your family. Your children's children, children won't ever have to worry about anything financially. Uh, and, uh, but, but no Bruce. Yeah, no Bruce. So, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's definitely, I mean, watching this, I think we would all agree, yeah, no Bruce. 
care of the bruise, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we see what happens and so on and so forth. By the way, I remind me to bring up Bruce at the end of the episode. Okay, I'll try to remember. Okay. Here, I'll write it down. In fact, uh, in the spoiler section or before the spoiler section? Before the spoiler section. Okay. All right. I wrote it down. Okay, so all this really seems to have Marty thinking, but Marty decides to remain loyal to Bruce. You know, he says, I, I, I couldn't betray him. Uh, you know, he's, he's my partner. We've been best friends since forever. And plus, the, on top of that, Wendy would never go for this. For this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this whole conversation with the cognac? Uh, no, no. It's a good, good conversation, though. Love this scene. Yeah, oh, this is awesome. This yeah, this this scene is, is some of the best stuff that we've seen in Ozark. It's awesome. This well, what do you think about this idea of societal ethics versus personal ethics? Because Dell seems to think that Marty only is averse to averse. Is that the correct use of that word? Averse to so. this. I'll accept. Okay, that. opportunity. Okay, thank you. <laughs> only seems he's only averse to this opportunity because of societal ethics. But there's nothing that he's going to do that would violate his own personal ethics. It's just that he thinks that society frowns upon it. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a true statement. Like they brought up the social contract, right? Yeah. Who is? I can't remember this now. Who's the one that? It's not smiling now. Thomas Hobbes, there you go, and John Locke as well was part of it. And yeah, so <laughs> like the social contract was like, you know, everyone we got to kind of do what we have to do that's good for society, like kind of like an implicit agreement, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. I'm not gonna like read a definition, but uh, I, I, I would, I, I'm with, I, I, I kind of with that. I do think there's personal ethics and like social ethics mm-hmm. that you can I, uh, agree with yep. society on things, but you understand that's part of it, or yeah. But do you, it is discreet with your ethics. But is that a valid defense of your actions to say, well, I wasn't violating my own personal ethics, even oh. though I was violating societal ethics? I see. I, I want to say that depends on what you're doing there. Uh, let, me, let me think of a reason Let's why say, it's, it's clear cut. It's a good. It's a good reason to subvert social ethics, not your own ethics. Um, I see. I can't, I can't think of an example. So maybe, maybe it isn't. Uh, so society says you should. I can't. I can't think right now. I'm, I'm trying to like not launder money. money, not launder money for a drug cartel. I I would say I would say, I mean, this is like the this is like I guess the more. I mean, but someone else was gonna do it. <laughs> There's that argument. It's like if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. They'll make that money. I could have made that money. Yeah. So there's there's that whole argument. Maybe it isn't right to ever break social. I hadn't thought about this too hard. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah I I, I kind of brought this up out of nowhere. So no, I, I. But there's definitely a clear line between committing a crime and trying to justify it. Like this is clearly Marty's going to be committing a crime, and but now, yeah. just now is is it ethical? him to do it because i think you can commit a crime and still be ethical but <laughs> i don't know i mean i think i think you can launder money and still be ethical about it so i think i think Dell, i think he's technically right well whether it's right or wrong it's it definitely strikes a chord with marty so yeah 
Marty has a certain moral flexibility that's going to allow him to pursue this. So not societal <laughs> flexibility, like his, you know, society doesn't, but his moral high <laughs> by him. Exactly. All right. Uh, now we're we are going to jump way back, like so far back, to Wendy preparing for that interview. Remember that interview with the yeah. the the. Uh, person described by many words that begin with the letter D. Delinquent, yes, obviously. Yep, that was one of them. That was one of them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, so we're we're jumping way back here. She's on her way to the interview. She and she explains basically what that means, a job interview, what that means to Charlotte. And Charlotte is concerned that if she gets the job, she won't be at home as much anymore, which is sad. Yeah, how sweet. So, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, how sweet. Hmm. No, we don't. We never hear like Jonah talk, really. Maybe we hear him on the trampoline when he's like, "Yeah, I'll come in from the movie." But the Jonah actor, well, okay. If 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 Charlotte is five, then Jonah is yeah, like two or two, two, three. Yeah, yeah, a lot younger than he looked. Okay, I didn't realize Charlotte was five either. I I didn't pay attention years. Well, so she, she's fifth. Yeah, yeah. So she's if she's five, let's say Jonah's three. Then, yeah, that actually makes pretty yeah. good sense. Yeah. Right. Can three-year-olds yeah. talk though? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, then there you go. Yeah, I don't like your three-year-old Jonah. Then I want to hear what he's scheming. Maybe he's talking about <laughs> vultures. Like, Dad, did you know caterpillars? They like to go in the cocoons and then they come out, but they eat a lot of leaves. <laughs> I've been leaving out some leaves for them to eat. <laughs> All right. So the next scene is my favorite scene. This is my favorite scene in the episode. It's not the Dell Marty in the bar. This one's my really? favorite scene in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I love this scene. I'm assuming you mean the scene after the one I count as the scene. I'm talking about the scene on the porch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, it's nighttime. Charlotte doesn't want to go to bed. So Marty agrees to go read her story. Oh, I to- I've totally forgot. Okay. That yeah, scene it's, comes it's, first, it's, technically. It, it, but it's the same scene. I count it's, them as different scenes. It's the There's same a time scene. Jump. There's a time jump is a different scene to me. And Marty reads the story, then comes back. So that's a different scene. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm All sure right, there's a well, producer out there that actually can tell a difference, but to me, that's a different well, scene. Kurt just gave a great summary of that very short scene that he just described. And uh, we're going to move on <laughs> to the scene on the porch. Very so, important Yeah, okay. So this is my favorite scene in the episode. Uh, Wendy admits to being depressed and distant, but she says she's she says she thinks she's getting better now this is obviously after the accident after she lost the baby before they go on this trip to the resort with Dell. okay mm-hmm. it's uh, certainly after any job interviews but I, th- I think that the accident happened after the job interviews as well yeah okay her interview sorry well, actually the interview might have happened no it happened after because, because during right before the accident, they're talking about you know she's not sure if she wants to have this baby. She might want to go back to work. Uh, oh. And also, and also, I'm presuming. I'm just presuming. Now, obviously, you can't because they keep going around in time whiny stuff. But we had seen her going for the job interview just earlier. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's her coming back same night. And now she's also it, more sad because she didn't get the job. She it definitely. Out, right? like refused 
it definitely could be that uh, there is a petty scene in between so we have actually no idea oh, you are, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we were right yeah, yeah. The, the job stuff could be before or after the accident i i kind of pegged the accident as like the very first thing really like that is okay like the, that is like everything else happens after the accident yeah you might be right that's how i kind of took it as okay because when we go back it's like yeah anyway yeah that's how i take it as but anyway but all right so she before. yeah it could be so well uh, wendy's depressed and distant she she does think she's getting better but she then she tells marty the story about how she used to break into houses when she was a kid uh she'd have a beer she'd lounge about unclean fabric so that that bit struck me that she said she she was interested in the clean fabric which indicates she probably grew up in a pretty negligent dirty gross home mm-hmm. uh until she realized that she didn't belong there right and then she'd act out she'd move picture frames she'd flip toothbrushes she'd put blue food coloring in the milk and she says she's been feeling like a fraud since before the accident uh so even before the accident, she said she was feeling like a fraud. But she was always able to take good care of the kids. And now that she can't, she feels like she, you know, hope is lost. She's a mess. Mm-hmm. And this is when Marty pitches the idea of taking Dell up on his offer of that weekend at the resort. And he tells her that he suspects his business is illegal. And yeah. he's, yeah. And he says, you know, she, she asks him, well, what, then what are you going to do when he asks you to be part of it again? He says, well, I'll, I'll do my best Bartleby impression and, and say I'd prefer not to. Have you ever heard of Bartleby? No, I don't know. Who is Bartleby? Okay, so uh, Herman Melville, famous author, uh, from the, I think from the late 1800s, he wrote a, a, a novel called Bartleby the, Sk- the Scrivener. A Scrivener is a, a scribe or like a, a clerk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically uh, it's, it's been made into, adapted into movies. Most recently there was a movie in the early 2000s probably i think it was like 2005 maybe actually like just a couple years before this is set uh starring crispin glover speaking of back to the future crispin glover is marty's father okay <laughs> and back to the future uh, and he's, he's like known for being really just like creepy and sociopathic and awful (laughs) but he he plays bartleby but basically bartleby is really good at his job but uh is also really doesn't doesn't want to do anything that he doesn't want to do like he he will not take direction so like his boss will ask him what to do if to do something and he'll say i'd prefer not to Uh, and so so that's that's what marty says he's going to say to uh dell if he asks him to work for him again wendy agrees sure let's do it okay Splendid. there you go yeah good great scene really good scene um especially uh we'll, we'll talk in the spoiler section more about this scene so uh next scene is uh back on the golf course and lewis or Luis, sorry tells bruce his partner that he launders for dell uh, this is as one of them. Is it Luis? I think that's that cheats and just picks up the ball and throws it back under yeah, the fairway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he kicks, it, he kicks it over. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and the next, I, I assume the next scene is the next morning that uh, Marty and Bruce are at this like breakfast buffet and uh, they discuss the possibility of working for Dell. I assume you know, Mar- it's the same day, but it could, yeah. It, could be, uh, it might be the same be the day. day. Might be the next day. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I guess, well, Actually, I, th- no, I think I it's think... got to be, it's got to be the next day. Okay. It's got to be the next day because Marty and Dell haven't had the conversation in the bar yet. I thought they did. Okay, so do you it, think Marty was thinking about doing it? So I think they have had the conversation. So, so do you think? I think they right, no, yeah, you're you're right. Dinner, have dinner next yeah. day. They golf, and I think this is is this breakfast or lunch? Uh, regardless, it's the I day after lunch. golf. No, I think it's the same day as golf. Is what I'm saying. But then Marty would not have had the conversation with Del yet, and he has to have had that conversation before this scene. He had he had the conversation with Del last night after dinner. Before golf. Yeah, they had dinner. Remember? You but you think that you think Marty had the conversation with Del before they golfed? Yeah. All right. I guess it's it's possible. But maybe, maybe not. The, I see what you mean. Though. I, I see what you say. I, I see. Because well, I'm trying to think, does he ever refuse him during golf? I don't think there's any indication. Yeah, that, he didn't talk that conversation. That yeah. <laughs> puts it. So I don't know. That's but your, 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 your viewpoint's also right there. They could have, it could be dinner, I know. golf, then they have that talk. And this is a next, next, like the yeah. two, a day, the next day after golfing. That makes sense too. I, I, this is this is the problem with this episode. So, anyway, regardless, they Marty has had the conversation with Dell, and they have golfed. Yes, but we don't know what to, this is after both of those things. Yeah. Okay, so, that it is the daytime. So, yeah, I would say it's breakfast because Bruce is interested in the Bloody Mary bar, oh, which is a right. breakfast drink. So, yeah, so I, I would say it's breakfast. But could anyway, be could be brunch regardless morning probably anyway it doesn't matter so marty and bruce discuss the possibility of working for dell and marty thinks they could do it and not get caught if bruce bruce can just keep his mouth shut yeah but bruce knows that marty is the marty is the bigger problem because he'll tell wendy and she'll never go for it yeah so so they both think that the other one is the bigger problem the bigger hindrance to this working yeah and they're both right. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're both kind of right. Some more than others. Yes. yes. Rat. <laughs> What's where where Bruce is wrong is the same place that Dell was, or the same place that Marty was wrong uh, when he had the conversation with Dell that Wendy would never go for it because, in fact, she definitely will go for it. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's where Marty's headed next. He's going to pitch this to Wendy. The idea of working for Dell. Okay. Uh, which by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you I think your timeline is correct because I think they only spent two nights there. So the first night would have been the conversation in the bar with Dell, and the second night would be this conversation with Wendy. Oh, okay. So I think that would make I think sense you're right. two nights. I didn't know it was only two nights. Well, I'm assuming if it's a weekend, it's Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would make oh, sense. Mar- yeah. 
right? Yeah, they had, no, that makes good sense because yeah, they arrived just for dinner and then they, yeah, Saturday, yeah, okay. Yeah, so Marty pitches Wendy this idea of working for Dell and lists the pros and cons. The pros, of course, are money, like never having to worry about it again, like ever, he says. The cons, of course, are jail. And Wendy throws in this con of leaving your family, pissing off the cartel. And of course, Marty says those things would never happen. Yeah, that's not a con. That's, it won't happen. That's, that's um, is that dramatic irony or is that situational irony? We, we defined that earlier. Yeah, yeah. it's irony of some degree. So, some <laughs> form of irony because we know both of those things are going to happen. Same, same with the money one too. <laughs> they do have to start oh, yeah. about money. In fact, in fact, when the first episode, we see Marty being a like, cheapskate not wanting to help. I mean, now we don't know if Charlotte's lying or not, but help donate money to Charlotte's friend. He's worried yeah. about money either way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah he's, he's always going to gonna steal be... money in his kids actually though. Never mind, I take that back. He's trying to steal money in his kids, but he does have to worry about it when the move starts. So. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, uh, it's he, he, but he start, he tries to rationalize it, and this is his, you know, uh, personal ethics uh, trumping the societal ethics. Uh, he says it's not like we'd be stealing. Like the the, the money's the money's already there. Wendy's like we're not. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's with that. Yeah, he's a, and he says, why can't we do it? That's this is they both kind of agree. I'm good with it if you are. Who do, do you think one of them kind of gave into the other here? I think Wendy think, gave more into Marty. I agree, and, and that is something I did not remember from my first view viewing through this. I kind of remembered this as Wendy pushing him into it. This seemed more actually like Marty pulled her into it, yeah. And I'm not saying he even did it in like a malicious way. Like it no. definitely, definitely Wendy still kind of wanted, like she was down to do it. She still, you know, I don't think he was like forcing it upon her, but he was definitely pushing it more than she was. She was definitely, he was more interested in doing it than yeah. Wendy, but yeah, I think he pushed it more. Yeah, I do too. All right, let's jump way back to before the accident. Wendy has a positive <laughs> pregnancy test uh, and then uh, the accident happens. She obviously obviously lost the baby somehow presumably she lost the baby in the accident here otherwise you know, they wouldn't be telling us about the pregnancy right before the accident yeah so i'm assuming that's how she lost the baby um and throughout the course of the scene they do have this debate about whether or not they they want to have it uh and she says, would I be a terrible person if I said I didn't want to have this baby? Mm-hmm. And I, Marty's reply is, you'd never be a terrible person, which is hysterical <laughs> to think about. Another, a lot of irony here. <laughs> yeah. Irony. You know, knowing what we know about Marty and Wendy's relationship, we can, it is hysterical to hear Marty say to Wendy, you'd never be a terrible person. Yeah. But, and this whole conversation, um, Marty seems probably more okay with having the baby, or at least not as stressed, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Wendy, Wendy seems like she's leading. She hasn't really made a decision, but she she seems like she's leaning on not wanting the baby. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's just where that is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. It turns out they they don't have really have a choice in the matter anyway. I mean, th- and I love how we see the other driver's perspective. I know I love that. Oh yeah, he's listening to the Buddy Holly song too. Yeah, yeah, listening to the Buddy Holly song. And then, yep. Or 
cigar trying to light a cigarette. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cigarette. Yep. How sad. Yep. Unfortunate. Yep. I forget mm-hmm. cars had that. I missed that feature. Yeah. Do you? Cool feature. Well, I mean, I feel like you use it as like a weapon. Like if someone, if if someone was driving my car, yeah. I feel or driving in my car, I feel like I would post something on there that like if you upset me, I have the right to like poke you with this, to, like <laughs> slam it up against you. I'm gonna burn you. Yeah. Oh my god, those things got so hot. They were so dangerous. I can't believe they were ever in cars. Why? Well, what's wrong? I'm just. It's just. It's not anything bad. It's just. Nah, it's fine. Well, it's exa- I mean, it's exactly this. Like they were so dangerous, and they were like round and smooth, so they were really hard to grip. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I don't know why they ever got rid of them. So. Oh, anyway. I think we just we just established that. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, Marty and Bruce accept Dell's offer, so we're b- jumping way ahead now. So we yeah, went so we all the, the way back to the beginning and the end. Yeah. And now here's the end. Yeah. So Marty and Bruce accept Dell's offer, and he immediately—I mean, as soon as they accept him, accept the offer—he turns around to Luis and says, "Your services are no longer needed." Uh, <laughs> I know. It, it, it was. Yeah, and, and Mar- Marty's like, well, wait a minute, I didn't know I was taking somebody's job. And Dell then riff, starts riffing on chaos theory, just like Marty did in the car. It's like, just, just think about this. You know, the feds, you know, snooped about and, and Luis tried to cover his tracks. Marty identified Luis's shoddy work in thieving ways, which yeah. inspired me to pursue Marty. And that allowed me to dispense with Luis. And he has Luis killed right there in front of Marty and Bruce, which is very intentional, I'm sure. Yeah, listen, but, the guy cheated in both business, golf, and his wife. That's three yeah, strikes. Yeah. If he did not cheat in golf, he probably would have been alive. No, stop. So. But, I mean, this is this is him firing a warning shot right across their nose. Like, do not cross me. Do not attempt to skim. I uh, will take care of you, but if you tr- if you try to thief uh, rob me, like this is what's going to happen. He has Louise killed. Louise is killed right there in front of them, and they cut out his eyes. I forgot and about this. I did too. I had, I I had no idea that those eyes that Marty received in the mail a couple episodes ago were this guy's eyes. Yeah, no oh. clue. And, and I was like, I was like, did he get? Um... But did he get Luis's eyes? And then he says, save him for a rainy day. I'm like, oh, clearly. 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 Luis's yep. eyes. Yep. And Marty knows yeah. it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. But no, he, here's uh, my... Oh, well, actually, no. Anything else? No, go ahead. Oh, okay, so uh, the Bruce thing. The Bruce thing. So this, mm-hmm. what gets me is, why did Bruce backstab... Like, why did he rob from Dell after seeing this? I just I just can't believe... Like, I guess we don't know Bruce all that well, because there's 10 years here. But, like... Yeah the hubris or the greed yeah. something's going on yeah. here right I just don't yeah know. i don't know why so he's I, yeah. I understand going to the feds if you feel like whatever but yeah. robbing Dell, i guess maybe he was hoping he could toe the line get more money in I don't yeah know. Uh, so one of my uh one of my college professors uh we i remember having a discussion in class about capital punishment with my college professor and he he his view on capital punishment was that it is not a good deterrent of crime because nobody commits the crime thinking they're going to get caught okay so i see what you mean so you're referring so, this to this he, he doesn't think he's yes get caught. It's... right so so his so so why would he try to steal from dell because he didn't think he was going to get caught okay that's why so 
you know, it, it, but it's still, it's, it's an incredible amount of hubris. You're absolutely right. <laughs> to think that you're not going to get caught by this guy is insane. Dang Bruce. Yeah, dang Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, Bruce playing three sides, just awful. <laughs> I know, played everyone. <laughs> yeah. Just pick a side, man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Marty, the last scene is Marty and Wendy returning home. So this would be the furthest point in the future of this episode, the furthest point in the timeline of this episode. Oh, you took uh, it as that. Oh, yeah, you didn't? No, I'm joking. I was trying to think of a way okay. I could. Right. I thought they were coming back from the hospital. <laughs> oh, God. But Marty and Wendy return home, and Marty's instantly... Uh, living in fear like you can tell immediately he's living in fear and we did hear wendy say just uh i don't think it was the last episode of the i think it was last episode episode seven we didn't we hear her just say you know that ever since you agreed to do it you've been distant you've been pushing the family away Mm -hmm. yeah something along those lines like kind of ruined their uh their relationship yeah but here's but here's here's this chaos theory again you know marty accepts this position he starts immediately living in fear and distancing himself from the family which leads to wendy's affair so i mean it's it's really it's that theme is so prevalent throughout this episode it's all louise's fault we can kind of triangulate (laughs) it back to you could okay you could way to go louise All right, so uh, that's the, all well, I actually, have to say actually, about. Actually, wait, was that Petty's yep. fault? Because he pressured Luis. No, I don't know. No. There you go. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so that's that's all I have to say about this episode. Do you have anything you want to add before we uh, get into the spoiler section? No, I I think we've ripped into our dislikes and now. Uh, yeah. What we liked. It's a good main story. Mm-hmm. yeah the, some awesome stuff in this episode like really awesome stuff it's just and the execution is not the best yeah so and no need for the petty story in this episode yeah no need <sighs> very disappointed but mm-hmm. here's what it is but now i'm excited for the spoilers i am too we do have a little bit of business we need to take care of before the spoiler section though because Kurt, do you know Whoa. what time it is? What time could it be, Mr. Sal? Why it's TV time, of course. Yay, TV time! <laughs> I'm, you know what, Ozark? Listen, it's still good. Listen, it's still. Um, are people going to feel bad for Wendy? Vote her up. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like mm. this. Like I would vote either Marty or Dell. Mm-hmm. Uh, for care. For so first of all, is the emotions anything noteworthy on the emotions? uh no okay <laughs> oh the one th- the one thing that was noteworthy on the emotions is, is that only six percent of people said confused that should have been like <laughs> 90 96 percent should that say is, confused that, that's people not wanting to admit that they're confused okay, okay. yeah it, completely exactly Great exactly stuff. um <laughs> the rate i mean if the if no one's confused these ratings must be ceiling high like this is like, <laughs> no uh, so every episode of ozark up to this point has has had the highest percentage on the four stars yeah so like is this a three i never heard of a three from tv time <laughs> i know that's the point so i, I feel like it'd be four but yeah four. it's four. <laughs> fifty fifty percent of people said four why oh. this is not same as the, whatever they're scaling i mean I, I i said four i yeah so. but like but you also gave the other episodes the five Right, that's true. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you're giving yes. those episodes a four, this is like a three. I feel like then, 
yeah. whatever. Yeah. Four. I mean, I'd give it a four, but. So there are five characters that received greater than 0% of the vote. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously, five characters. Me. But I, I've got to tell you number five because you'll never get number five. It's oh, not I'll even get possible. Five. I'll get number five. Okay. Ready? All right. All right. Go ahead. Sure. Ready? You ready? Yep. Bruce. Yep. No. <laughs> okay. Number five is Ruth. <laughs> Why? At two percent. It would seem. It would seem that Ruth. That Ruth has a baked in two percent. Yeah, so now we can no matter what. subtract that 2% from the percentage. Like, she just does like, a, like this, this is proof it's no matter what. Literally, no matter yeah. what, she's got that 2%. Yes, exactly. Criminal, okay. Exactly, yeah. So anyway, so that, that takes care of that. There are four other characters that are greater than 2%. Okay, well, my, my thoughts got to be like Del, Marty, Wendy. But like, who's the fourth one that they put? Patty, I guess. Maybe if you yeah. the Patty. So, yeah, yep. So Petty is fourth at three percent. Makes sense, and I feel like I would my personal rating would be Marty Dell Wendy. That is the order that they go in. Marty Dell Wendy. Now, now I question what you put it in. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, Marty was seventy-eight <sighs> percent. That's too strong of a lead. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dell has a pretty good show. Dell was second, nine percent, and Wendy third at eight percent. I feel like Dell could have been higher in that percentages. I feel like yeah. even Wendy too. Yep. I, that's yep. too much I do too. Marty Lee. But you obviously didn't give it to Patty. So it's between the three. I really don't know. Did you did you give it to Dell? I don't think I think you still gave it to Marty. I'm gonna say you you're good. You're good. You're good at this. Yeah, really? so I, I did. Yeah, I give it to Marty. So you did you go Marty <laughs> Dell Wendy's that your order? I'm I mean, I I don't have. Yeah, you I don't can't have rank it past. Yeah. That, uh, no, I I would go Marty Wendy Dell. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have I have I always guessed your character right, Charles? What's that now? Have I have I guessed the character your character correct? My character. I think I think. For? I think every time you have. Right, that's always, not... it's always Marty. So it's always just... No, I, but no, oh, your, uh, no, your, I, your my... is different. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's easy to guess which character the fans vote for. It's always going to be Marty pretty much, uh, at least in season one. I, I th- yeah. it, it will change in season two and three, but, um, but no, I, I'm, I have voted for Marty, I think three times now out of eight episodes. Uh, and then I voted for Ruth a couple and Wendy a couple. I think I got I got to keep got to keep track of like the hit rate. How many times I get it right? Yeah. But I yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's a great one. Yeah, and you said you you would vote for Marty, right? I, I'd rather go Marty Dell Wendy. Yeah. But gotcha. I, eh, maybe I, I could swap the Wendy and Dell. They're definitely swapable. either either way is very reasonable. I think. Yes. Yes, I agree. Well, folks, that's all we have to say about Kaleidoscope. Before we get into the spoilers, uh, you can feel free to email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We'd love to hear if you uh, agree or disagree with our assessment of the timeline here. Uh, We'd also really appreciate it if you shared the podcast with anyone or anything that you feel comfortable sharing with or even things that you feel uncomfortable sharing with. Uh, and uh, of course, we appreciate your five star ratings and reviews. Uh, anything you want to add before the spoilers, Kurt? No, no, I'm very excited for the spoilers. A lot, lot that's going to be said here. 
Okay, folks, have a great week. We will see you next week. Oh, I did not look up the title of the next episode. Do you know the title of the next episode? No. <laughs> wait, okay. wait, wait. Uh, well, co- coffee Black. Coffee Black. Coffee Black, yes. We will see you next week for episode nine, Coffee Black. Kurt, welcome to the Spoiler Zone. Oh, very dusty and mucky and pink <laughs> here at the Spoiler Zone. And lots of lots of blue milk Ugh. in the Spoiler Zone. You ever have rotten milk? Oh, it's most of it's like there's very little worse than rotten milk. <laughs> I don't think I've ever drank rotten. No, I think I. I think it's. It hasn't been that bad because it didn't smell I don't think that I've, bad. Because uh, I mean, look, that's rotten. I feel like I smelled. I'm like, oh, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had it to, to actually consumed it, but I've poured it out and seen the chunks and smelled yeah. it, and it's like it's so bad, so bad. Milk as whole, but spoiler wise, so that, that was totally a fib, by the way. I have not much. So there's one thing I have to really put here in the spoiler mm-hmm. section. We see the trampoline. Yes, the trampoline that's always ever present in the bird's life. The yep. trampoline. Anyway, well, well, okay, <laughs> so the the, the 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 big the big thing that I, I only have one thing that I want to talk about in the spoiler section yes, here because it your favorite scene. Yeah, mo- most of most of this is, uh, I mean, the spoilers are for things we've already seen. <laughs> so because the flashback episode, that's the nature of it. But I had no idea that Wendy talked about breaking into houses in this, in this episode. So she says that she breaks into houses when she was a kid, uh, she'd have a beer. She'd lounge about on clean fabric until she realized she didn't belong there. Then she'd act out, move picture frames, flip toothbrushes, put blue food coloring in the milk. She does all of that in season three with this very house where she's talking right now. Oh, when she returns? Yes, in season three, she goes to Chicago for some business. I don't even remember what the business is that she has in Chicago. But while she's there, she visits their old house and the the people have left the key under the doormat. She She breaks in. She has a beer. She like lays in the bed. She makes the kids beds, I think. Uh, and she lays in the, the master bedroom bed uh, and then she starts acting out and she does exactly all the stuff. She messes with the picture frames. She puts food coloring in the milk and she walks out and leaves the door open. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember that? Well, I remember her like coming into the house. I don't remember her acting yeah. out and stuff, but yeah, that is, she did. Wow. That is. I remember watching it in season three thinking, what the hell is going on here? Why is she doing this? And I had <laughs> no recollection of them setting that up so perfectly in season one. So it's re- it was like really the cool. They, they set up a lot of stuff here in season one. Like yes. The brother, the, yeah. They, they, they've definitely set up a lot. They, they, they deserve a lot more credit for setting it up. I don't know if they planned this all out beforehand. I don't. I don't know. But no, man, no. Let, let me tell you, when I. When I saw, I'm, I almost jumped out of my chair when I when I heard her describing this. No, I loved it. This is like one of the reasons why this scene is my favorite scene in, in the episode because I totally forgot about it. But it all plays out exactly that way in season three. Yeah, that's, I'm, exci- I'm excited to see that now. That's yeah pretty good that's pretty good i don't remember i don't remember the business she had in chicago do you 
No, I don't. I don't remember why she was in Chicago. I remember her going into the house, some kind of like being upset, and then she broke in. Who was upset? Did she see? Did, did she not try to like visit the house, but then they told her no? Um, I don't think so. Maybe well, though. We'll, we'll I don't see. Remember. We'll have to yeah. See. <laughs> One of us is wrong. <laughs> Listen. The first episode of The Leftovers, Mr. Sal that Karen from The <laughs> Office was like the character there, but clearly wasn't. So I think I, I rest my case. The first episode of Lost, Kurt propositioned that one of the characters has a wife. In fact, he insisted upon it. And that was not true. I, I just said what you were, I just repeated what you said. And by the way, that Karen from the office thing was you, not me. So Whoa. it's all a ma- words right there. It's all a matter of public record, folks. It you is, can go back it is, and check it is. Tape. Yeah, please go check. Go check. Go check. <laughs> go check episode like two or three of the Lost. Of Lost? Of the of Leftovers. No, you check episode record. one. Episode uh, one of the leftovers. You, you, might not, you might not be able to find it there. It's kind of a bit muddled. That's like the first thing we recorded. That that's pretty muddled. You want to go to episode two or three? That's where it's much clearer and easier hey, to understand. I totally agree that that uh, we were not we had not hit our stride yet on episode one of the leftovers. So However, that is where that is where the evidence clearly states that Kurt thought that the mother of Sam. Was Karen from the office, Rashida uh, Jones? Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna refute the fact the evidence is there. Look, the evidence is there, but it's very hard to see. You can see the same our replyle and talking about that evidence in episodes two and three, right after the incident that you committed. And I think it says it right out there, flat, that one of us made the mistake. I think at first I tried saving your face by not revealing the name of who messed up, but it came <laughs> out. You know, it came out. At the, Anyway, the the long controversy. Uh, uh, I mean, do you have any other spoilers? Uh, I, I don't. Discuss? I don't actually. I I also do not have any spoilers. The only <laughs> one I can remember was the trampoline. I was like, oh, that's trampoline. Yes, that's. Oh, one other thing. This is a question. I don't. I don't remember. Does Petty's mom eventually die? I don't remember anything about Petty's mom. I don't I either. Don't I really don't know. I have no idea with Petty's mom. I feel like I remember her dying and him getting that news. I wonder how that would go. Interesting. I might be wrong. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes, but yeah, uh, I guess that's all for the spoiler section. But yeah, there's not not much to say. It is mostly a flashback episode. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. What's uh, you gonna do with the flashback episode? episode? Listen, but Mr. what we do know is out of the next two episodes, you at least give one a ten. At least one of them gets a ton. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, see, can I can I guess it right? I got basically if I just guess ten for both of them, I'm guaranteed to get one right. I might just take now, the odds. I should say, I gave them of one of them a ten. Originally, the the first time I watched it, I don't know if that will be the case. Yeah, see, watching yeah, it a second a time. Yeah, you might yeah. not call. Yeah, this is worse or this is better. Maybe you'll give it yeah. an 11. Do you, believe in mm. that, do, you believe, do you believe in, like, when you grade a quiz or a test, do you believe in grading something higher? Like, like, 
sorry. Okay, here's here's. Have you ever? Wait. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen someone do a test or a quiz so great, so perfectly, the work better than you could have ever imagined? Like a like a like a the Mona Lisa da Vinci's work, right? A magnus opus type of ordeal where you're like, you know what? They don't just get a hundred; they get a hundred and one. Uh, I, I mean, I've given out over a hundred because I put, I incorporate bonus points somehow. No, no, so no, no bonuses, like no pre-made bonuses. Oh, you were just so, no. just so no. awestruck by this. No, no. And, w- and one of my, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say that they gave 110% because I'm like, that is not actually not possible. So <laughs> you cannot give more than you have. So well, sometimes I work in overdrive. I guess it depends what you call like if you call 100% like what you normally put in. I guess it depends no, where you put 100% in, right? No. I mean it's it's a particularly it's particularly egregious in sports. Like It is. It is. It's like everyone. Everybody says that. Every you know, we just went out there, gave 110%, nobody believed we could do it. Like there's so many clichés, but the 110% cliche drives me absolutely crazy because it is actually not possible for an athlete to give 110% of what they have. They can give all of what they have, which is 100%. I remember like I, I didn't play all too many sports, but like, there's always a lot of cliches in sports. I feel like it's like, we've got oh. this guy's right. But I'm always like, you know, I think the other team's thinking this too. And I think yep. only one of us have got this, right? So, exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, this is, this yes. only goes one way. This is why I always tell my students do not write your college essay about sports. That's, you can't do it without being cliched. You, it's not possible. <laughs> it's, I, I, I hated my college essay. Ever tell you that? No, I don't remember your I, college essay. Well, yeah, I don't think I ever you, shared my college. I don't okay. think I ever shared with you my college because I didn't like it. <laughs> Actually, oh, okay. we had a we had a writer college essay as per like our English assignment, but it got mm-hmm. tweaked. Like, I basically was forced to change it in a way I didn't want to change it, so it wasn't the way I wanted to make no. it. So I just didn't like it. I was like, I don't ah. like this. So I think I changed it back when I actually submitted it. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how we got here from talking about spoiler zone from Oz- in Ozark. So uh, we'll, we'll end the podcast now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, folks, uh, we hope that, that uh, we'll hear from you uh, in between now and next week when we cover season one, episode nine of Ozark, Coffee Black. <laughs>